Okay, so uh, hello everyone and welcome to episode three of Nobody Puts Podcast in the Corner. Um, we're still here. <laughs> Three episodes later, uh, we're still we're still here somehow. People are still listening to us, which is good. Um, so this week, my special guests are Katie, hello, and Rachel, hi. And for those of you that um, I think, yes, I did mention it at the end of last week's episode, saying that obviously this week we would be discussing Harry Potter. Um, now. Reason being, I guess, is that there are some big film franchises out there. And if I had had my way, we would have gone with Star Wars first. But this was requested. So uh, <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah. So today, today's uh, episode is all things Harry Potter. Um, and yeah, we're going to we're going to go over a few facts and film opinions and god knows what else um we'll try, we'll try to avoid the subject of jk rowling um, <laughs> and uh and then we're going to finish with a, a quiz which has been called impossible oh. so we'll see how, how people how people uh Let's see how impossible it really is well yes exactly and... i might just run away at this point <laughs> fine, fine. so yeah um we hope you enjoy today's today's podcast, um, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Nobody Puts Podcast in the Corner. I forgot to say that last week, and I was very angry at myself. Um, I could have recorded an extra line and added it in, but that would have felt slightly defeatist. So, well okay. done for remembering. Thank you. Um, so yes, Harry Potter. Yay! Harry Potter. Let's talk Harry Potter. Woo! Um, I don't really know where to start because I don't really care. Um, oh, before we do start, though, uh, I will continue. Thank you. I will continue um, the tradition that that we do every week, which is what we are drinking. Um, obviously, last week we had the um, the the entry of a Coke, um, but that's because obviously Mike was driving. Bless him. Um, however, this week we've 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 shaken it up a little bit. So, Katie, what have we got? Uh, I've got a Brothers Strawberry and Lime Cider. Which is odd because I have a Brothers Toffee Apple Cider. Ooh, <laughs> one of the nicest drinks in the whole wide world. But, Rachel? Uh, I feel a bit left out because I've not gone for cider, but I've got a whiskey and Coke and a Budweiser. Oh, I only just realised you've got a whiskey yeah. and Coke as well. Wait a minute, what's the glass? Oh, it's a Harry Potter glass. Yeah, okay, it's so, up on the apple. I was going to say, oh, yeah. so you've got a beer <laughs> well, and a whiskey and Coke. I mean, Coke. one of them's half full. Psst, means it's half empty. <laughs> Okay. You've got to in your exactly. Right um, well then. <laughs> so, um, okay, cool. So, enjoy your drinks. I already have, so I don't have to get up. I have my next one sat here waiting. This is okay. why I've doubled up. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. No fair play, but like at least the, the I haven't actually taken the cap up cap off my uh, bottle yet. So you know, like you could you could just take sips as and when. <laughs> Depends how well this goes. This is a podcast, not an AA meeting. So, um, okay. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Uh, so, Harry Potter, let's start with the obvious. What is our favourite Harry Potter film? Because obviously we're going to focus more on the film side of things opposed to the books. I appreciate the books probably will come up a few times. But, yeah, favourite favorite film, Rachel? Uh, hands down, Goblet of Fire. Okay, cool. That is a good choice because that is also mine. Katie, what is yours? I'm going to be different. Mine's Prisoner of Azkaban. <gasps> yeah, I hear this a lot. I oh. honestly, I hear, honestly, when I speak to most people, it goes back to the whole Shawshank Redemption's my favourite film. Like, Prisoner of Azkaban is usually eight times out of ten the favourite Harry Potter yeah. film. And I personally don't understand why. As someone who isn't awfully bothered about Harry Potter but invested enough to have read the books and seen all the films, 
That sounds like a completely contradicted <laughs> It does, yeah. But I didn't mean to. What I mean is, is that I've only read the books once and I've only seen the films a few times. That's it. I know nothing. Compared be- to I- my copy of Philosopher's Stone, which is falling apart. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and compared to me uh, watching Philosopher's Stone 40 times when it came out first. You, you counted how many times you watched it? <laughs> yeah. 40 times. Well, my mum was going on about how she'd watched Pre- uh, Pretty Woman so many times. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to match I mean, I saw, I saw The Greatest Showman four times in the cinema. And even then I thought I was, that was a bit sad. Yeah. But, you know, so, but you've I just. I was sad three times. Oh, yeah, you've, you've just, you've just trumped it all together. Yeah, but is I it, want, Is I, it 40 times in the cinema? No. Who do you think I am? I no, three times in the cinema and the rest on a pirate. <laughs> Which I do not endorse, by the way. Terrible. <laughs> It was actually Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, if I recall. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, we shan't. We'll leave that one there. <laughs> Americans. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, uh, so we've got Prisoner and Two Goblets, um, <laughs> which is the title of another film altogether. I'm sure. um, oh no! <laughs> I didn't also, mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Well, we know who's. The, I was going to uh, say. Take- <laughs> No, just no. Anyway, moving no. on. Um, so, uh, okay. Um, Rachel, reason why Goblet of Fire is your favourite Harry Potter film? Uh, apart from the fact that it's my favourite of the books, uh-huh. um, I think it goes back to a little bit of the fun element. You see a little bit more of the magical side of things. Um, it follows on from, in my opinion, the worst. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't give me that look. It follows up, yeah. I, I thought after the Prisoner of Azkaban was so dark and gloomy and, in my opinion, a bit boring, it was nice to have a little bit of the magical element back. Okay. And Victor Crumb. Oh, yes, Victor Crumb. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and Katie, reasons for Prisoner? Uh, I mean, it has my two favourite characters, well, two of my favourite characters in it introduced, Sirius and Remus. Cool. I adore both of them. Fair play. I like that. Uh, I like that it sort of takes a break from the whole Voldemort situation. Mm-hmm. Like it's the only one where he's not involved. Yeah. At all, from what I recall. Yeah. No, that's true. It's the only yeah. one that he's not is he's, he's not actively playing. Uh, yeah. I suppose you could argue he wasn't in Half Blood, but he was in flashbacks. Yeah. He was, yeah. He but he was involved. He wasn't. Oh, that's a fair point. The story was about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fair. Whereas this took a different. Took, it took a break. Yeah. yeah. No, that's more than fair. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. I suppose I don't really care enough to say good good response. Like, you know, like I'm like I'm rating it. Um I suppose, yeah, I, I would have to agree with what Rach said about um Goblet of Fire. It's it feels I, I had I had an issue with because it's funny, you've just said my my least favourite is Prisoner mm-hmm. and my favourite is Goblet. And and I don't think Prisoner's a bad film, for the record. Mm-hmm. Um it is an enjoyable watch. My issue with it was when I first watched it. It was a pretty enjoyable story. It was very different. I felt like the tone from Chamber to Prisoner had changed dramatically. But like some people might say, well, that's because they had to represent the fact that things were changing or they were growing up or whatever. And I would go, yes, I get that. But it was a bit of a big jump from the magicalness of the end of Chamber of Secrets to one year later or two years later. Well, yeah. You know, film. I always felt that, like between philosophers and chambers, like those two are very separate from the rest of the. They series. are. They yeah. absolutely they're, they're are. They're very yeah. magical, sort of very yeah, very like, floaty, wandy, sticky, swishy. <laughs> like, oh, this magic is so wonderful. Yeah. And then prisoners, like boom, dark. Which is which is 
great and I get that but then it brings it all back to sort of the magical funness uh in the fourth one Mm -hmm. also whilst you were saying about the the shift in sort of I guess the feeling was it different director for the third yeah they pretty much I don't know I think the change in actor for Dumbledore as well sort of yeah and not just that but the whole location changed as well so the the actual castle itself completely changes the grounds change everything changes Mm. like if you like I, I suppose the way I compare it is that Philosopher in Chambers Hogwarts is very almost, it's like on level ground. And yet everything, like even right down to you walk out the back, the back of the castle and Hagrid's hut's right there. Yeah, yeah from Prisoner mm-hmm. onwards, they have to go across the bridge and down the stairs and his hut's right at the bottom and the Quidditch um, arena or whatever it's called um, was it was a completely different place yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And obviously it all just kind of changed. And, and the reason for that was simply that um, apparently they changed location. Um, but also... And as we're talking about changes from two to three, the most, in my opinion, mm-hmm. frustrating change, and it, obviously, you know, you're talking about uh, Dumbledore, obviously, you know, Richard Harris passed away and <laughs> Michael Gambon oh, took over the role. I was role. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> um, was obviously um, Flitwick as well. Yes. Because that always did my... I just went, why did they change a perfectly good character yet keep the actor the same? Yeah, it he took me so long to realise that they were the same character so i bragging here um i actually interviewed warwick davis back when i was in sixth form um and he because he lived obviously you know for those Mm. listening that don't live in the area he lives locally uh only around the corner from us um so he he came into to to our school and he was doing a few bits to do with the arts and whatnot and we got to interview him for our local uh school magazine and the question was asked because it's always annoyed me what happened between two and three. And I'd have to get the copy of the magazine out and actually tell you it exactly. But from what I can recall, because so many things changed between two and three, Mm. they essentially forgot to include Flitwick in the script. But Warwick Davis himself was still contracted to appear in the film. So they basically made up this teacher of the choir master, which was meant to be... um, which was meant to be obviously just choir master Warwick Davis, I guess. Um, and then as the film kind of progressed, it was like, well, we'll just call him Flitwick. Um, so yeah, Flitwick got a makeover midway, well, between two and three, and it was never explained. I mean, don't get me wrong, like I'm not bothered either way. Both yeah. Flitwicks were fine. But it was just one of those, I felt like enough had already changed between two and three and then they go and make what I would call unnecessary changes like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's just the geek in me, but it really pissed me off. Oh, he was uh, <laughs> thinking Gringotts. Yeah, are annoying. yeah, absolutely. He was thinking Gringotts, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. Redbook? Yes. 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 He then came back in Duffy Hallows, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. Uh, so that was the sort of like, that was his, I guess, the, the actor then appearing back in the in the franchise. Mm-hmm. So did, the, did Choir Master... No, Choir Master was in it right till the end. Oh. Yeah, he was. Because he was he was also one of the ones that shot his wand up when Dumbledore yes. died. And yeah. he was oh. he was at the Battle of Hogwarts. Don't know what he was doing. And Order of the Phoenix when um which got chased out, he did his little Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I see him moment. as Flitwick. Yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him as Flitwick. It's almost like when you go back and watch the first Flitwick, yeah. the one with the big white fluffy beard and whatnot. Yeah. It's almost like who is that? Yeah, but um it was just it was just one of those things where I think the franchise just took a very different step. And I think when Goblet of Fire came along, it felt at times quite reminiscent of Philosophers and mm-hmm. Chambers, which I quite liked. I'm not a massive fan of Philosopher's Stone, but Chamber of Secrets is definitely up there in my top 
few easily. It's an amazing film. I, I rank all of them on my phone. I <laughs> uh, I've got Prisoner as first, Goblet as second favourite. Oh, okay. Yay. Followed Good. by Chambers. Oh, oh nice. Okay, well, you've redeemed yourself then, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> really quickly, I just was going to say, the reason that I had such an issue with Prisoners was because, other than all the changes, was that I hadn't read the book at the point I saw the film. Right. Mm-hmm. So the story didn't actually make any sense to me. And I felt at the end, when they were in the... Tr- um, was the Wamping Wamping Willow? Oh, the yeah. underneath. Yeah, when they were yeah. in the tree and it was like there was a room. No, there's Shrek. Shriek, Shriek, Shrieking Shrek. Shriek, whatever it's one of Shrieking Shrek. That's it. <laughs> but the tree had something to do with it, though, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, you go it through. It's covering the entrance. That's yes, you it. go through the bottom and then right. shoop, And okay, then that's cool. when I think Ron broke his leg. But yeah, it was, it was a fact. Serious <laughs> Yeah. Bad so, dog. <laughs> so much happened with with like it was all happening at once. I couldn't work out who had betrayed who. Of course. And it was only really suddenly when like they were escorting the, the rat out, uh, Peter Pettigrew. Oh, and I was like, and I was like, I was like, hang on. So he's the bad guy. Sirius is a good guy. And yeah. it, it took rewatching it a couple yeah. of times. So that spurred me on to go and read the book because okay. I hadn't read the book at this point. And I read it and it made so much more sense. And actually, Prisoner is one of my favorite books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite book, Order of the Phoenixes. But um, but the book made so much more sense. I felt it actually kind of I read it once and I went, yeah, that all makes perfect sense. Yeah. But I felt like the film, it all just, I don't know, shit hit the fan real quick and I couldn't keep up. Yeah. Just sort of missed some tiny Just a few details. little bits of information that could have really been useful, yeah. a bit like the fact that they were all a little friendship group in when they were back in school. If they did mention it, it was such a quick reference that I can believe. Oh, with believe. the pad foot prongs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Wormtail and, what, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, it just, again, it was just very rushed, and yeah. that kind of always annoyed me a little bit. So I think that maybe, maybe why. But um... it's interesting, though, what you're saying there about. Um, I mean, I, I watched the film having read the book, so yeah, I knew that they'd left bits out, but I didn't, I guess, realize how important yeah. those bits were because it, everything was was piecing together yeah. in my mind. So to hear it from the perspective, yeah, um, yeah, like. It- we're comparing people who have only watched the films compared to people who have read the books before watching the films mm. or watched films then read the books. You don't really get how they sort of miss some information yeah. because you had it all to begin with. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to, obviously, I suppose it's that whole process of we can't, if we were to film everything that's in the book... No. We'd still be here. <laughs> but that being said, be like, with the, with the Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah, exactly. But with the Prisoner of Azkaban, I don't think they have much of an excuse because yeah, although they obviously yeah. did cut some things out, when it came <laughs> to vital information that was actually fundamental to the story, mm-hmm. it would have added like 10 seconds into the film overall. Mm-hmm. And they just just keep it as a dialogue that I think would have really made the difference. And I know that I'm not the only person that thinks that because I've spoken to people about this before and they have agreed, you know, and said, I do really enjoy Prisoner of Azkaban, but having read the book, I do also agree that they did cut some very important yeah. things out. So, okay, um, on the note then, I've already said that, I mean, originally, really quickly, Half-Blood Prince was my least favourite when I first saw it because I just felt like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. But I've grown to appreciate it more as as time's gone on. So I do think think Prisoner has to unfortunately set the bottom of my list. But it's like there isn't really an obvious least favourite Harry Potter film, but we all have to, for the sake of ranking, what is both of your least favourites? Half-Blood Prince. Oh, <laughs> see, I really like Half Blood Prince, and I don't know why. I think it's the whole Septimper thing at the end. But, but I really liked it. it was that, quite, that, I get that moment is great, and I like Harry when he's like high on Felix Felicity. Yeah, yeah, that bit is so Hi. funny. <laughs> but I, I put it as my least because I think they focus on the wrong 
side. Yes. Because there's like two sides to it. There's like the Voldemort side. Yeah. And then like their whole teenage drama bullshit side. Yeah, yeah. I focus too much on that. Like the whole Lavender and Ginny and Hermione and girl problems. Teenagers. Yeah. I was like, I don't really want to see teenage drama. I want to see Voldemort. (laughs) See, I think, I mean, what... What year did Half Blood Prince come out? Twenty uh, fifteen. No, oh, no. no, sorry, no, two thousand and five. No. I mean, sorry. No, I'm going, no, no, no. That was probably a fire. So I would say it's probably two thousand and six or seven. Okay, so when I watched that, I was sixteen because I sort of grew up with mm-hmm. the films, and I think everything that I was watching, I was like, yeah, was, "Oh, this no, is so relevant." Like, I just realised it was later than that because uh, all uh, of the things came out in two thousand. Oh, I don't know now. I know Desi Hallows came out like twenty. 11, 2012? Yeah, so it's going to be somewhere in the late 2000s. Yeah, like, so. okay, so I was still in my teen. I was, yeah. I was a, te- a late, yeah. Yeah, late yeah, yeah, teen. Yeah. I thought, this is relatable, and I think I, that's why I liked it. That's fair. But, so. Yeah, I, but going back to what we were saying a minute ago about how they obviously missed things out, they yeah. actually mm-hmm. added things into the yeah. story. Like, the blowing mm-hmm. up of the Weasley's cottage yeah. was never in the books, if I recall, no. and the only reason they added it in was because they did the test screening to the audiences, and they were like, oh, this is this is boring. This is shit. Nothing's going on. It was uh, such a stro- story driven. Yeah. Now, like for a Tarantino film, sure, but when it's Harry Potter and you've been used to obviously what just happened at the end of Order of the Phoenix yeah. and mm-hmm. you know all that, then to have Half Blood Prince where essentially nothing happens, they kind of went right. Well, we need to we need to shake shit up, and they actually added things in to to uh, what would be called action sequences, yeah. I guess, just to make just to make it a little bit more yeah. appealing. I think they could have done that by adding the Quidditch back in. Oh, yeah, there was very yes. little Quidditch, like in the later films. Well, the last time we saw Quidditch, I think properly, was Prisoner of Azkaban, when Harry fell off his broom. Yeah. We didn't actually... Well, no, that's a lie. We saw it in... We didn't actually see it in Half-Blood Prince, because Ron was training, wasn't he? Yeah, we saw Oh, yes, that. because he, the... the but, it wasn't uh, done in, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. done in the same way. No, it you wasn't. Didn't, you didn't actually watch a match where... Did anyone catch the snitch? The focus, Again, it goes back to what you said, Katie. The focus was actually on Ron and Hermione... And and the fact that she, there was that guy that, if I recall, fancied Hermione, and he was on the opposite team, and she uttered something under her breath, and he like fell off his broom oh, or yeah. something. He was trying out for the same position as Ron. Oh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> and she didn't want him to get it because he was a bit of a massive twat. <laughs> <laughs> a, bit of a, a bit of a massive twat. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. He was, to be fair. I was trying um, to be nice, and I was like, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't beat around the bush. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, but again, there was nothing, if I recall, in Goblet. I mean, he was like, but even that was quite short. Did they show the actual match? No. Which goes back to obviously we had this conversation the other day, didn't we? Which was, you know, obviously Goblet got a lot right in comparison to what they had to take from the book. But as we said, the Quidditch World Cup got its own chapter, and in the film, the actual game lasted. I think. The, the the Quidditch flew and then it cut and it was done. Yeah. We didn't actually see mm. any of the game. We yeah. saw the start, we saw the lead up, and then we saw nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and then it cut to them in the tent and, and yeah, Ron get oh. And then I suppose you got Harry on the broom when he was being chased by the dragon, but that's obviously not really Quidditch. Yeah. That's yeah. fighting for your life. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's a fair point, actually. So, but then, then I guess sort of in the later films, yeah. he'd, he'd left the school anyway, hadn't he? He'd, he'd gone to do his. Tool, no, again, they had broomsticks. I think. Did they have broomsticks at all in order? Uh, I thought like they flew somewhere. Oh, I think he probably would have. Um, uh, uh, Fred and George legged it on their brooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when they, they, when they blew yeah. up the great in the Great Hall and all that. Yeah. yeah. But the dragon. Yeah, the, fire the dragon, dragon firework. Yeah. I loved that. That sequence was fantastic. 
I, I think I would like to have seen more Quidditch. Yeah, I would like I to have seen more. But I suppose, again, it comes down to, do we really need Quidditch in it? But for the sake of Half-Blood Prince, would have made more interesting, you know, yeah. watching. So. An extra little subplot. Yeah, exactly. for sure. A little bit of fun. Okay, so uh, thank you both for that. Um, on the note of books and whatnot, is there anything that you wish they had included in the films that was in the books? Apart from Quidditch, uh, I'm not sure really. <laughs> don't know either. Okay. Yeah, I'll kickstart it. Um, my biggest issue with, with what the films did was Order of the Phoenix. Now, yeah. Order of the Phoenix should really be my least favourite film because I felt like the way it was interpreted from the book was wrong. And mm -hmm. it was it was just, it was, you know, the book I thought was beautiful. And I love, I've read it. It's the only one I've read more than once. Um, and I just think it got it right. And then the film just felt, it felt like a typical film, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like, it didn't feel like it really captured the magic much. It, I felt like it got the, the, the setting right. The, like, you know, the, the way, obviously, when you read books, you visualise things in your head. And, and, and I felt like the way they got the Ministry of Magic, you know, mm. was down to a T. Oh, yeah. That was how I visualised yeah. it in my head based mm -hmm. on the, 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 the golden statue on the back of the book um, and whatnot. Um, but... I don't know. Something just wasn't right about it. And they cut a lot out. And they, they didn't just cut things. They changed things. So, for for example, there was a scene in the... Well, scene, sorry. There was a, a, a moment in the book where the where Buckbeard came back. Because mm, yes. he yeah. was hiding in the attic of mm -hmm. the of the um, headquarters, wasn't he? Yes. And I would love to have seen him again. He was such an important part of, of obviously, Prisoner of Azkaban and, obviously, Sirius mm. and Sirius escaping. So it seems logical that if you see Sirius... You see, but yeah. there wasn't even a mention of him. I just thought that was a bit was rude. A bit rude. Um, they give him back to Hagrid in the books as well. They change his name. Oh, do they? they? Give him back, yeah. I don't remember that, but that's cool. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, I can't remember what they changed his name to, but they changed his name so he could stay with Hagrid without being oh, like, oh, that's really genius. sweet. That would have been really nice. Yeah. Why couldn't they complete that in the films? Yeah. There was also the whole subplot with, uh, all right, I get why they cut this, but I would like to have seen it, the subplot with Hermione fighting for the elf rights. Oh spew, yes, you. Yeah. I always remember that. I don't know why it always stood out to me. And obviously, a horrible name. But yeah. <laughs> but then obviously, because it brought Dobby back in. Yeah. It. And it brought Dobby into it earlier than obviously he did come back in the oh, Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Um, and I want to show more house elves than what we see because. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we saw that one the other yeah, night. We saw and we're like, what well, it looks like, yeah. Dobby. <laughs> although this is, um, although this is more trivia, we'll mention it as we're here now for those listening. Um, if you freeze the Goblet of Fire, if you pause it uh, during the camp scene i think just when, after I think the world cup yeah it's when the death eaters yeah when they've just when they've just noise. finished no i can't no it's just before just before sorry oh, when, when, they, the when they go into the oh, tent and harry's like oh i love magic because obviously it gets it expands on the inside yeah. just before they go into the tent if you pause it there's a house elf looking right at the camera um <laughs> and, and we only noticed it by accident because we just happened to pause it on sky at that point we're like oh look that looks like dobby um but yeah, obviously, other than Dobby, there was Dobby and Creature, mm -hmm. and that was yeah. it. So, because like in the books, there was like the whole kitchen that was full of them. Yeah, it's like I, I would have liked to see. What the they, they were working in Hogwarts, weren't they? Yeah, they yeah. were basically the the, the, yeah, the uh, behind the door staff. Yeah. They were the ones sort of. Oh, yeah. The, Hogwarts isn't a very nice place when you think. I think it. how it was described in the book. I think the kitchens are directly underneath the Great Hall because they yeah. have all the tables lined up in the kitchen as well. So they just literally plonk the food on their <clears> tables, <throat> and it goes straight up to the Great Hall. Wow. Nice. 
Didn't know that. Some phenomenal food, though. Yeah. It looks it. It's also near the Hufflepuff common room. <laughs> Oh, that's, <laughs> as I say, staring at a oh, giant badger. <laughs> I I was saying the other day um, that the Chamber of Secrets, I think, is the only time that we actually see another common room that's not oh, Gryffindor, isn't it? Because they go into the Slytherin one, don't they? Yeah. But I don't recall ever seeing Hufflepuff or Ravenclaws in the film. Uh, Hufflepuff isn't in the books, but Ravenclaws one is in is in the seventh one. In the books or in the film? In the books. Oh yeah. It's in the is that one? with to do with the? Uh, is that when you go diadem? Yeah. Oh, is that so? Is that where Harry goes when he sees the ghost in the film? Uh, I think Luna takes him to the Ravenclaw common room to show him, like, there's a statue of Rowena Ravenclaw wearing her diadem. Mm. And he's like, that's what we're looking for. Nice. And then, like, how do we find it? And Luna's like, oh, we could just ask the Ravenclaw ghost. Which turns out to be Rowena's daughter. She's just knocking around casual, just like, like, yeah, I stole my mum's crown because I hated her. (laughs) Some family drama going on there. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Cool. It would have only been like a little snippet. Yeah. Yeah. As as I say, Order was the one that really, for me, didn't do the book justice at all. So that's my gripe. Mm. I just didn't like Umbridge. Oh, didn't, I know. As in, but didn't she... like her because she was so, as in, like, from an acting <laughs> point of view, do you feel like she was done justice? Oh, no. And, like, the actress, Melda Saunter, she did a fantastic yeah, okay, cool. job. Yeah. But I hate the character. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate fair. it. Like, I even kind of like Voldemort a little bit because, like, because, <laughs> like, like, I understand why he is the way he is, sort of. He's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> So is Imelda Stone. So is Umbridge. She likes cats. Mm, there's liking cats and then there's liking cats. Come on. <laughs> she does not like cats in the right way. Her wall is full of cats. Yeah. Pinky cats. It's a cover. Yeah. It's a cover. <laughs> it's too much pink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Too okay, much. fair enough. Fair enough. Not a fan of that. She was great, though. Although, um, I I mean, I understand why they did it, but the, the TV release and the theatrical release of um, Order of the Phoenix did cut out the scene Oh, we were on ITV yeah. when uh, I saw that, when they were... Um, they I very, must not tell lies. Or... It, it, like, scars into his skin. Yeah. They, they do it, they smudge it over, so you can see that you can see his skin's red. It just looks like, basically, he's written it and given himself a rash. Um, <laughs> that's honestly what it looks but, like. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you effectively see him writing on the paper. And his skin going red. And him itching it, because it starts to whatever, but you don't yeah. see the actual letters... Merge yeah. because it's, it's and that sort of takes away from the whole like shock of that scene. Well, exactly. And then next time you see him, he's got a bandage on his hand and behind. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, what's happened?" <laughs> Apparently, ITV don't deem that worthy of uh, families watching at four o'clock in the afternoon. So, mm. I mean, you know, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, on the note of Imelda um, uh, Staunton, uh, let's talk about the actors in the films. Obviously, um, Harry Potter, I think it's fair to say the Harry Potter series has probably some of the uh, greatest British actors, and well, obviously actors full stop, but in particular British actors, uh, going. Um, it, obviously, it goes without saying, you know, mentioning the likes of Alan Rickman. Um, no tears, please. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know, he was obviously without doubt, incredible, yeah. and, and everyone loves him. Um, I thought, personally, Richard Harris was very good. Yes. I yes, I, I thought he made a very, very good Dumbledore and would like to have seen him do more, um, but obviously it is what it is. Um, 
But my my favourite uh, actor, which actually ties into my favourite character, is uh, Jason Isaacs, who was Lucius Malfoy. Yes. yes. I just I, honestly, they don't give him enough screen time in all the films. Like, I just want I want that's all I care about is when he's on <laughs> on screen. I just thought he's fantastic, real real enjoyable uh, character to watch because he's just so fucking awful. And I <laughs> he's love great. That. He's, he's like really smug and snobby. He's just the kind of guy you, you just want to punch in the face. But he's the villain. Yeah. That, he's the villain that you love to hate. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He's not a hate to hate like Umbridge. Yeah. he's a love to hate. And 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 yeah, no, honestly, you know, whenever whenever he's on whenever he's on screen, it's great. It's know, like, oh, he's back. Yeah, exactly. It's enjoyable. Um, so that's that's me. Um, I I mean, obviously, the film is full of great actors. Um, but they're the ones that stand out to me the most. Yeah. So, um, interesting fact. Um, I can't remember who I mentioned this to the other day, whether it was... I can't remember who it was. Anyway, I mentioned it to someone the other day that originally um, they wanted um, Robin Williams to play Hagrid. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because Chris Columbus, who directed the first two, also directed Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, and also, yes, And also, I believe, directed by Centennial Man, which obviously both... He was good friends with Robin, like, you know, very, very close friends with Robin Williams. And they, oh. they wanted to get Robin Williams in uh, in the role. Um, but J.K. Rowling insisted that it was all British cast only. So, but I have to say, I do feel like Robbie Coltrane did a very good job. Oh, yeah, he was a brilliant Hagrid. But, I would, I would but like now that I know that. this, I'm like, oh. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why have you taken this away from us? Um, also, interesting one as well was that um, Gilderoy Lockhart in Chamber of Secrets, yes. obviously played by yes. Kenneth Branagh, was meant to be Hugh Grant, yes. um, but just scheduling conflicts meant that it couldn't happen. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that it was Kenneth Branagh. I love. I, I mean, we were watching. Yeah. I mean, we were know. watching it last night, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, because I'm not a massive fan of Chamber of Secrets for various mm-hmm. reasons. However, throughout the film, I was like, oh, I like this bit. I like this bit. <laughs> But like this bit, I like him. He's great, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe. Look how it's again like one of those twats, but he's, he's just he's really fun to watch. And he's he played the role so can I just well. Say as well, was also meant to come back in Order of the Phoenix because they go somewhere. Yes, and um, he's like, he's, 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 yeah, 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 because he's he's, he's gone, he's gone crazy. Yeah. And I was gutted they cut that out because that would have been a great opportunity to get. Uh, it would have been really like, yeah. much more about Neville's whole yep. shtick oh, as well. Neville, or Neville. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Sorry. He's great. Oh, he is. He's one of the characters that I don't mind much. Why? Oh. He's just a bit of a dopey twat. I don't know. I mean, I feel sorry for him what happened to his parents, of course, but otherwise I have no interest in the character. I think he had the biggest sort of progression in the in He the did, yes. Like, he had the most growth. Yeah. He was yeah. like this little wimpy kid to start with. If he had been me, and right, I'm snake. telling you that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm awesome. <laughs> 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 like... I, if it had been me in Philosopher's Stone, when he stood up to me, he's like, you're going to get us into trouble again. And Hermione's like, really sorry about this. And she uses that spell on him. Oh, the, the, um, I'd have just, Petrificus to tell us. I'd have just, I'd have just, I'd have cadavered him there. End End of story. Oh. (laughs) End of story. See you later. On the note of Avada Kedavra. Oh, Chamber of yeah, Secrets. Yeah, and J. Um, yeah, so yeah, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For that those little of, sneaky. For those of you that may not be aware, if you what in the books, the first time the Killing Curse was mentioned properly was in the Goblet of Fire. Obviously, they repeated this in the film where Moody was teaching it in that lesson. However, in the film, for some reason, they felt the need to make Lucius try and kill Harry at the end of Chamber of Secrets when he freed Dobby. And as he pulled his wand up, 
he uttered the word Avada, so obviously was about to kill him. Not sure how that would have panned out. Uh, that would have been in the next room as well. And also, technically, yeah, it would have been would, really quick. But not just that. But films. <laughs> sure, would, would Harry have been able to have died? Um, no. Because um, I thought the prophecy said that they had to kill each other. Yeah, I I don't know actually. So I'm wondering. In all honesty, it's very strange because a lot of people interpret it a lot of different ways. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, think, I just, just would have been I mean, funny. I think Voldemort like, might have had something to say. Well, yeah, not just that, but it would have been funny if like he'd just like Avada Kedavra'd him, thinking he was dead, and then Harry just gets up and goes, oh, oh, right. what, the, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, "Excuse me, bitch." <laughs> and then Voldemort turns up, and he's like, oh. "You." Although I think it was a bit of a scrawny letter. Like, oh, I was going to say, he wasn't even back at that point, was he? So. I mean, no. If he did get back up, that's one that's all crossed him. That well, that's what, true. yeah, he would have at least killed the Horcrux in him, Ooh. so. Mm-hmm. Awkward. Okay, so. Yeah. Other, <laughs> other, other actors and, as a result, characters that we like in the films. Oh, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith, of oh, course. Yeah, yeah. legend. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't really have anything to say apart no. from I just love her. Yeah, that's fair. Anyone else? Um, <clears throat> We're not going to go down the Arpaz <laughs> road. I'm no, oh, no. I know Katie will. What? Robert Parson. Mm, eh. <laughs> okay. I liked him as Cedric. I thought he did quite a good job. He no, played. he was great. He did a very good job as Cedric. Plays he did a good job of dying. Plays a dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does play a dead guy very well. Yeah, I. That's I, why he got cast in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> but um. That's not a franchise that we're going to talk about, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, it can be if you want, but it'll be like the shortest podcast it's in the world. It's okay. And we're here. Welcome and to we've Twilight. Dropped. It's shit. Goodbye. <laughs> um. Um, I like, I don't know her name. Uh, I, I love the uh, actor who plays Luna. Oh, uh, Ivana Lynch. Yes, yes. She... And her backstory is lovely as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Can we also just give a moment to show appreciation to the woman that played Moni Myrtle? Oh my she's like goodness! Fifty years old, or so. Yeah, probably she's fifty now. Child. Yeah, like, yes. fair play to her. She she nailed that. <laughs> she's got fantastic voice uh, she, voice acting skills. She does. Yeah. You know, imagine what it was like on her acting CV. Like you know, acting. If you're an actor and you're like thirty years old, you can get away with sometimes playing like a twenty year old or a twenty one year old. Yeah. Hers is like, yeah, I'm forty four and I play a thirteen year old <laughs> who's dead. <laughs> it's like oh. lives in a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, hi. And it's rather perverted. <laughs> Oh, Harry yeah. in the bath. Well, come on. She's been, oh, she's been dead for years. Like, fair play to her. She's, she's probably here. She's not going to get anything out of it, though, is she? Well, she, can, she can at least visually enjoy it. Anyway, we're going <laughs> off subject again. <laughs> ah. I don't okay. know how it works. <laughs> Maybe they're the ones at the uh, in the credit scene. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, this, this comes in nicely to our trivia section. So... Interesting bit of trivia for those, again, that may not already know this. In The Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah, it's Prisoner of Azkaban, yes. at the end of the credits, the credits resemble the Marauder's map and obviously all the various footprints walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as right towards the end, there is, <laughs> I think it's back at Hogwarts at this point, or it's somewhere anyway, and there, <laughs> there are two sets of uh, footprints in a cupboard. And let's all I'm gonna say is that they the the footprints indicate that someone was pleasured. (laughs) And I think based on the feet movement enjoyed it. Um that little little, little, little feet like popping out back in like a shuffle on the ground. Um yeah, so for those of you that are interested, Google this theory or theory, not theory, trivia thing. It's it's 
Fair play to him for sticking it in a kid's film. Anyway. It's near the end, though, isn't it? It's near the visual uh, visual yeah, effects like or something. Yeah, and then it's on the left, bottom, and you just see this little... Bottom left corner. Bottom left corner. You can't miss it. No, you can't. You definitely can't. There's people watching the credits like a pork trying to find yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. We've missed it. We've missed it. No, we've not. It's coming up. There it is. <laughs> so, other... Any other interesting trivia bits that you know about Harry Potter or anything like that? Theories, you know. So I think it's always good to talk about these things because people listening who are also big Harry Potter fans may have either opinions or may want to do further reading into it. Can't think of any trivia right now, but like we could delve into theories. Go for it. This is where we hand over to you. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I'm sorry. So Martin actually sent me one earlier. There's a article floating around apparently there's a theory that Hagrid was secretly a Death Eater Mm -hmm. I was reading it too and I was like it's plausible if you just watch the films but it but it's easily disputed with facts from the book I mean it also like it is technically what's called an unreliable narrator as well because it's mostly done from Harry's point of view so he wouldn't (laughs) have known half of this stuff anyway that's fair okay Hagrid's a Death Eater do you (laughs) think Hagrid's a Death Eater listeners if so tell us (laughs) We don't care, but you can tell us anyway. <laughs> I can't see it. I don't know it, what it was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was like mentioning like how Hagrid always seems to be in like really shady places. Like he was in Nocturne Alley in Chamber. Um, oh. Like he got that <clears throat> dragon egg in the Hog's Head. You know, really shady pub, which is owned by Dumbledore's brother, so not really that shady. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe even more shady because I'm sorry, it's I thought work. he had a questionable relationship with goats. He did, yes. What? Yeah, it was even um, alluded to in the um, in the film. Oh, yeah. Uh, I choose in... not to listen or watch or anything <laughs> about these things. Uh, in the books, I'm pretty sure he was arrested for weird spell experimentation with goats. <laughs> and there was a scene in the film where they walk into the pub or wherever it was, yeah, and, and they and, they, and as he opens, and he's just stood there, and it's like the goat just runs out, and he's like. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's in the oh. Yeah, yeah. He's oh. portrayed as a goat as well. <laughs> but he was played as he was played as a far more interesting character later when he came into it in Deathly mm-hmm. Hallows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen anything. Oh, the one that I mentioned earlier on, that Mrs. Norris is Mrs. Norris, potentially Filch's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Cursed as a cat. Oh. Yeah, like she had the same blood curse that Nagini has. Yes. Ah. And eventually got. Um... Yeah, that's really weird, actually. Like, I, I obviously recently watched Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes. And I, I found the just... whole <clears throat> Nagini thing fascinating. Yeah, I did I as did well. well. Yeah, because we watched it. It was the first time that I'd seen seen it. And obviously, her trans. Well, she was in the cage and then she transforms. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I thought, and also. I mean, I... Really old. <laughs> yeah, not just that, but I found a character in. in, in um, uh, Grindelwald. Bob. Fantastic Beasts, yeah. Um, to be quite like, quite nice actually, like yeah. quite friendly, quite like caring. So she must become quite bitter as the years go on to serve the Dark Lord. I guess how many how, how many years would have passed stuck in a snake? Uh, well, Fantastic Beasts took place in like the twenties, and the Harry Potter series is in ninety, so seventy years. Seventy years, roughly, as a snake. Ooh. I'd be pretty pissed off as well. Yeah. I mean. I'd be pissed off if I was a snake full stop because then then my my biggest fear in the whole wide world. So well, if was I was that because of the basilisk. If I was a snake, I'd bite myself and just call it a day. <laughs> so, 
you know. Oh. <laughs> just... Did the basilisk cause your fear of snakes? Um, you know what? I think it may have done. God's honest truth. God's yeah. honest truth. I, I would have been 10 or 11 at the time yeah. when it came out. Um, and I remember distinctly something to do with the eyes mm. freaking me out. Yeah. Oh. Like, I was a little bit younger than you. I was about eight. <laughs> I think, I think. I was the eldest. <laughs> even if I told myself today, like, it was a fake snake, get over it, doesn't change anything. It didn't Snakes look fake, though. It was very, very, yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when, um, a couple of years ago, um, it was the one before last year. Uh, there was a local Harry Potter convention. Oh, it's the one where I met you, actually, yes. Katie. Um, um, and I was promoting um, act there. Um, and the guy that was one of the guys who was sat over from me was a guy called John Coppinger, mm-hmm. and he actually helped create the basilisk. Um, he also because he's a he's a practical effects artist. And he helped create Jar Hut. Yes. And, yes, and he did something, I think, on the Fifth Element and a few other bits and bobs, like, you know, oh, the, wow. the classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a really, really fascinating guy and lovely man to talk to as well. And he helped do the Basilisk as well. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about it. And he said, like, even he said, you know, like, it was it was well done because it freaked everyone out, you know? And I just thought, oh, it certainly mm-hmm. did that to me. Uh, so I think they still have, like, a model or something of it in the studio tour. Oh, God. Because I... I went oh, to the studio tour. And yes, I was, I was in sixth form at the time, so I must have been like seventeen or so. Mm. And like, you walk into one room and there's a basilisk just hanging above there. I was like, basilisk, <laughs> <laughs> spider, bugbee. I was like, oh, bugbee's a really nice one. <laughs> oh, forks! I'd love to see. Oh, like, forks. No. oh my goodness. Okay, forks. if we're going back to favorite characters and stuff, forks. forks. Yeah. Also, the did music. You, did you find it weird? Like, I thought in the, I thought one, it was really cool how in Deathly Hallows they went back to the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I also thought it was really cool how the skeleton of the basilisk was there. But I always thought the skeleton was really small. Did you ever? It sounds like a really strange thing to say. But like when they go back in there, and it's just like it's, I know it's a skeleton, and obviously the snake's going to be a lot bigger. Yeah. But like I just felt like it was a much smaller skeleton for a snake that terrified the Does fucking shit out. Does it show the whole skeleton? So. Chamber of Secrets, I'm pretty sure it died like half submerged in water. No, no, what I mean is the actual shape of the skeleton that was sitting out just felt like the snake itself would have been a lot smaller. I don't know. Pointless thing. It might have been a perspective thing because they're a lot older now. True, 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 true. Um, But yeah, okay, cool. Uh, On the note of Fantastic Beasts, um, what what do we think of them? (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, I personally like them, but not as a... Harry Potter sort of no. spin-off or backstory or anything like, like that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it, I think all... they're great. I really like. I think it's more like Harry Potter for adults. I think it's yeah. got a more adultish sort of feel Feels, to yeah. it. Okay. I, I like the fact they're bringing the American. Yeah. yeah, I do prefer the first one to the second one. Though. Mm. I'm not I'm the other way around. I'm not a big fan of the second one. I I don't know if it was just me, but I was being really nitpicky about look like probably insignificant details, yeah. but I was so nitpicky about it, like. The fact that McGonagall was there. I knew there. you were going to say that. Yeah. yeah, I know. I can't get over it. Like, I don't, like, for law reasons, it shouldn't be her mum. But also, she shouldn't have been born yet. So I don't know who the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, whoever it was that played her did a smashing job. Oh, like, yeah. She was, she, it was very obviously McGonagall. And that's yeah. fair play to, the, to mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But then, surely, I don't know how it works, because this is where the backstory and characters is just, it's, it goes over my head. But surely if Dumbledore can still be knocking around and still be a middle-aged man in the events of Fantastic Beasts, yeah. Yeah. is it not possible that McGonagall could, because McGonagall and Dumbledore look like the same age in the, in the, in the, in the <laughs> actual Harry say, Potter I don't know how, Mag- how old McGonagall's supposed uh, to be. I think she, 
if I remember my timelines right from what they had on Pottermore, mm. she went to Hogwarts roughly the same time as Tom Riddle did. Well, that's just terrible. She went to Hogwarts? Yeah, she was a student. Oh. Well, she did not age very well then. No, she did not. <laughs> Considering well, Riddle wasn't born during Fantastic Beasts. Maybe it was all that cat trans... The only thing yeah. I can say is they took some creative liberties they and did. just changed yeah. it. Because to be fair, if you want to, like, it goes back, I suppose, obviously I get maybe Dumbledore's got ages better because he's a big brand wizard or whatever. But the point is, is that if Dumbledore can still be knocking around as a middle-aged man in Fantastic Beasts, then surely McGonagall can. Yeah, when they're both what appears to be very similar ages yeah. in yeah. the later films. Um, but yeah, and I thought Jude Law made a crack in Dumbledore. Oh, he was yeah. brilliant. I you love Jude Law. You like Dumbledore as Jude Law. Jude Law playing the role of Jude Law today. Jude Law, Dumbledore. Yeah, no, I thought he was very good. He was very good. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Jude Law, if you're listening, you have a fan base. In this very room. Cool. Okay. Um, I, I say I personally preferred the second one. I I think again it was that typical thing of my hope. My hopes for the first one was so high when I watched it. Yeah. I was a little bit like, yeah, it's a bit shit. Yeah. Yeah. I enough. had the same feeling when I watched it. Yeah. Well, I would have. What I gathered from the title and how I think they should have done it would be almost like a fictional documentary, like David Attenborough style documentary for, for Harry Potter. <laughs> and, here, and here we have <laughs> yeah. fantastic beasts. <laughs> Fantastic things are where to find them. That's and here that. we have the hippo found in the Forbidden Forest of Hogwarts. My biggest my biggest gripe yeah, I like with, that. with them doing this series, obviously, I feel bad, I won't go into it too much, but we've obviously all three of us have seen it so because this is still potentially spoiler territory. <laughs> it's obviously the big reveal at the end of the second one. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what the, the 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 Dumbledore reveal? Uh, remind me of it. <laughs> um, I, 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 uh, blah 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 blah. So at blah, the end, blah. when um, oh, uh, I think I recall Johnny Depp reveals something to someone about something. I've already Spoilers. seen Crimes of Grindelwald once. I can't remember. Write it down. They are writing. Scribble. I knew it was something, and I was like, "Wait, that makes no sense." Scribble, 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 scribble. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. like because that obviously wasn't ever mentioned ever. No. Oh yes, it was not a thing. It was not a thing. So they're obviously they're now taking liberties with expanding the story. Yeah. But my point is, is that obviously what they, the thing they can't change is the fact that we know what happens to Grindelwald because of he course. actually we see his his demise yeah. in um in the in Deathly Hallows. Yeah. I believe yeah. it is. Because we get a brief explanation of his backstory, uh, him as a youngster, stealing the Elder Wand or whatever it was. Yeah. Then he ends up in Azkaban, mm-hmm. and Voldemort goes and kills him. Yeah, yeah. So we could get the yeah. So we know, we know that we know what happens to Grindelwald. So yeah. I get that we're seeing like you know, but one of the things that I always enjoy, enjoy about a film with a character is like, oh, what's going to happen to him? Yeah. Well, we already know that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not. They're much just walking it out. It's not much of a like. Keeping you intrigued because you know what's going well, on. Yeah, exactly. What actually, what part of it is actually keeping me interested about this film, which is why I think they've added in that spoiler thing right. with the whole Dumbledore thing, because I I don't um, I don't think they've got much else going for it otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully the third one will be good. <laughs> when's, it, when's it out? I think they, I actually read the other day that they started filming because I was reading that Johnny Depp had to get. He had to request some time away from court to um oh, to be able to film, bless. which is a subject we won't go into. No, today. no, 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 but, absolutely um, not. But uh, one of the, I think it was actually Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. who actually said we've yeah. we've been filming for two weeks. 
Oh, wow. So okay. they're already back on it. Oh, so good. I imagine okay. we'll see it all being well, probably back end of next year, yeah. if not early 2022. Um, Just a side note, I do like Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. He's um he's a bit he's a bit flimsy for my liking. I feel like he'd have made a good Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it reminds me a bit of Matt Smith. In that yeah, way. yeah, to be yeah. fair, the first time I saw yeah. it, I did have that sort yeah. of yeah, Matt he's, Smith he's vibe. Scatterbrained. Yeah. Which is nice, you know, I'm not knocking it, but I just, I don't know, he's too, too much of a goody two-shoes for my liking. I always find I watch the for the villains more, and I do actually, I, it's nice seeing that Johnny Depp's part of the Harry Potter world. Yeah. I think that's probably mm. why I preferred the second one, because so I evil. I found that, I just genuinely found the story quite interesting. Yeah. I, I liked that the, it was quite, it was a time when people started questioning what side they were on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an obvious good and evil in the, in with Voldemort and I guess Harry Potter and Dumbledore. Um, but in these ones, you know, it's one of those it's one of those times where it's the villain who's kind of giving a fairly logical reason as to yeah. why you should join mm-hmm. him. A sympathetic villain. Yeah, like you can kind of go, well, you know, what? I know you're a bad guy and I know you're a bit of an asshole, but if I actually wanted to put your reasons on paper, maybe I could have been tempted if I was actually part of the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I kind of like that it's a film worth watching for, you know, like, when you watch the Harry Potter films, you knew Voldemort was the big bad guy mm-hmm. and nothing, everything he was trying to do was just didn't really make yeah. much, mm-hmm. even though it was very similar to, I think, what Grindelwald was doing. Uh, mass genocide? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Basically, the pair of them are the Hitlers of the Harry but Potter But the reason world, behind <laughs> it, because they were so different, well, well, sticking with the well, I think, I Riddle, think... it was very different as, as a child yeah. and he was going for yeah. it and he was just like, well, I'm going to get your back. Yeah, he was a bit, he was a bit, bit bitter, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, I think... Yeah, I've got favourite characters written here, but we've already kind of touched on that. But um, obviously I said Lucius Malfoy. Who is your all-time favourite Harry Potter character? Luna. Luna? Oh, I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I have to be really difficult. Um, From the book side of things, and I guess from a little bit of the movies I'm going to be a bit cliche and say Hermione because I was a complete bookworm and a bit of a a bit of a um a swapped at school so (laughs) I saw a lot of myself in her which I think is why I was really sad when you know initially she was this frizzy haired kid and I was like yes it's me and then suddenly she like turned up yeah and I was like why am I not hot (laughs) why did I not turn into her that's fair that's fair I felt the same with Luna like I was always a little bit of an oddball yeah so like seeing a lot of I'm like oh she's She's adorable and yeah. sweet and a bit odd, and I absolutely love her. <laughs> but I do really like her. I love Luna. So, Who's okay. yours? Mine. Oh, uh, you've already said Lucius Malfoy, sorry. Um, yeah, Lucius Malfoy, just yeah. hands down. <laughs> I mean, I if Richard Harris's Dumbledore had obviously gone on longer, I could have been tempted to have said him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, honestly, not, not, yeah. not really interested in any of the characters beyond... <gasps> Snapey Snape? I, I like Snape, but it was too... Um, if I'm honest, even when I was reading the books, I could kind of probably predicted that there was a whole triple agent yeah. thing going on. Yeah. It was just like it was too obvious that he was the bad guy, so obviously he had to be a bad guy in disguise. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you just knew there was going to be something else there. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, honestly, no, just Lucius. It was just it's just Lucius. So, yeah. <laughs> which is quite nice to be fair. It's nice to just have a character, especially in a, in a world that big. You yeah, know, it's nice to have yeah. just that one singular um character um but yeah anyway so moving on 
to our final bit, and this is obviously uh, giving people listening the chance to get involved as well, we're going to play a Harry Potter quiz. <gasps> Ten questions, okay? Um, okay? And I won't reveal the answers until the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Over to Katie. No, the pair, of you, the pair of you can work together, talk about your answers, whatnot. Um, it's multiple choice as well. So that's something. Um, But yes, people listening on the other side, if you'd like to get involved, you know, let us know. Comment on our Instagram page and let us know how well you did on the quiz. Uh, Okay, so question one. Again, I have no idea who this is straight away. Agatha Timms put up half shares of her what that the Quidditch World Cup would last a week. And the choices are her eel farm, her butt hut... (laughs) Her, her donkey ranch or her massage parlour. So again, that's Agatha Timms put up half shares of her what that the Quidditch World Cup would last a week. Oh my days. I actually remember this. Oh, yeah, okay. See, I don't, and I kind of want it to be a butt hut because I really like that, but... <laughs> as much as I would love it to be, I, I think Eel? it's eels. Eels. Okay, yeah, go with eels. All right, we'll go with eels. Is that I'll... eels or donkeys? Okay. But I like the eels. So just to confirm, out of Ill Farm, Butt Hut, Donkey Ranch, or Massage Parlour, you're going with Ill Farm. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Question two. What lake did Rita claim the Elphias? Is it Elphias? The who? Elphias? Elphias Doge. Oh, Elphias. Oh, oh that helps yeah. I keep reading, doesn't it? <laughs> Elphias Doge thought they were at the bottom of. So I'll say that again. What lake did Rita claim that Elphias Doge thought they were at the bottom of? Black Lake, Butts Lake. What is it with butts in these answers? I think this person likes butts. <laughs> Lake Windermere. Isn't that in that's, Lake that, District? Yeah. Hmm. And Loch Ness. So there's Black Lake, Butts Lake, Lake Windermere or Loch Ness. Um, uh, oh, God. I'd sway towards Black Lake, but the fact that... I don't know, can they mention, oh, like, yeah. Windermere and Loch Ness and stuff? I suppose well, I don't see why the, not. The, the, yeah, I mean, like... Jesus, they travelled to Hogwarts on King, King's Cross, so it's entirely oh, possible. Oh, true, that okay. They, they... They mentioned a PlayStation, like, flat out. Uh, did oh, did they? Yeah, Dudley chucked it out the window. Oh. oh why does that not surprise me? <laughs> what a brat. Yeah. Obviously yeah. was an okay. Xbox player. Before, before the PlayStation was released. <laughs> Oh yeah, that... oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it was set in 91, isn't it? Oh, so, dear. Yeah. Uh, it was... It was between three and four where Harry wrote to Sirius that he chucked his place out the window. So it would have been technically 94. Yeah, it still hadn't, it barely had just come. I don't even wow. know if it had come out at that point. So it was poor, summer, right? poor writing. Um, okay, so Black Lake, Butts Lake, Lake Windermere or Loch Ness? Loch Ness. I think it's Loch Ness. Okay, yeah. Loch Ness. Okay, question three. Luna was found on the Hogwarts Express reading the Quibbler upside down. According to the article, the runes she was reading upside down would reveal a spell to to, to do turn to do turn. This is terrible. <laughs> Butts. <laughs> the runes she was reading upside down would reveal a spell to turn one enemy's ears into what? Figs, kumquats, radishes, or turnips? Turnips or radishes? I turnips. Think. I don't know, but she, no, uh, she had uh, she had radish she had earrings, earrings, didn't she? Earrings. Uh, I can't talk. Earwigs. Um, yes. <laughs> um, oh god. Brain, do the work. But I like the fact they mentioned kumquats. I do like a kumquat. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was kumquats. Kumquats. Okay, I think we'll go with that. <laughs> Question four: What Muggle artifact did Otto Bagman have with unnatural powers? A lawnmower, a carpet, a hedge trimmer, or a razor blade? 
Again, what muggle artifact did Otto Bagman have with unnatural powers? Lawnmower, carpet, hedge trimmer, razor blade. I think it was a carpet because there was a discussion during that section because it was in Goblet. They were talking about magic carpets mm-hmm. and why they're not allowed uh, in Britain. Okay. Right. Cool, we'll go with that. Question five. Name one of the three locations that Arthur Weasley has had to deal with a regurgitating toilet. And your four multiple <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Um your four options are Bethnal Green, Bracknell, Croydon, or Manchester. I think Croydon was one of them. Can we just leave the north alone? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with Croydon. Yeah. Question six. What colour pinafore dress was the mannequin mannequin? Oh Ross, mannequin. Learn to talk. The mannequin. <laughs> Slash dummy wearing that Tonks had to speak to for access into St. Mungo's. Blue, green, pink, or purple? I'm going to go with purple just because I, I like purple. I think green. We'll go with green because you're, yeah, I just, um... I know it's described as being a really ugly mannequin. Okay. Oh, it's not purple. <laughs> Question seven Who did Ron blame for letting the mountain troll in on Halloween? Draco Malfoy, Hagrid, Peeves, or Severus Snape? Peeves. Yeah, peeves that never yeah. got like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I bet peeves let in for a Halloween joke. Question eight. During the Transfiguration class, where McGonagall announced the Yule Ball, the students were expected to transform a guinea fowl into what? Oh, do you know already? I'll, oh, tell, you, I'll tell you the answers. A, a goblet. A, a drinking. A, no. A, well, a kitten. That was in the film. A kitten, a guinea pig, a pincushion, or a teacup? I think it was a guinea pig. A guinea fowl to a guinea pig. Oh. Fair enough. I like the pink cushion. Question nine. In addition to foxes, what other creature did Hagrid consider was killing his roosters? Blast-ended scroot, blood-sucking bugbear, quintate, or thestrals? Uh, oh, bugbear, yeah. I like the thestrals. The thestrals are great, but I don't think they, I don't think they were mentioned until book five. Yeah, because it was the whole idea of well, what yeah. did you think was taken there. And okay. blast-ended scroots were introduced in book four. Yeah. Okay, you're going to like me for this one. I'm lying, you'll hate me. What ingredients are needed to make the polyjuice potion? Oh, I will go through no. I will go through the four. Lacewing flies, leeches, powdered unicorn horn, knotgrass, fluxweed, shredded boomslang skin, and a bit of the person you want to turn into. Powdered bicorn horn, knotgrass, fluxweed, shredded boomslang skin, a bezoar, and, and the hair of a person you're changing into. Lacewing flies, leeches, powdered bicorn horn, knot grass, fluxweed, shredded boom slang skin, and a bit of the person you want to turn into. Lacewing flies, powdered unicorn horn, knot grass, flaxweed, shredded boom slang skin, and a bit of the person you want oh. to turn into. I think there's an obvious answer there. Three or four. Mm-hmm. I think it's three. What was the bicorn horn? No, bicorn? Bicorn, yeah. Or a unicorn? Uh, unicorn is, is uh, powdered unicorn horn is in one and four, and yeah. bicorn is in two and three. However, can I just interject on this one? Yeah. I thought a hair was required of the person. No, it could be anything. Yeah, you could have toenails, you could have anything. Because hair is easy to... Oh, okay. It's only because question two actually says a hair, where all the other three say a bit. Yeah, I think um, number two is the same as number three, I think, with the but exception of one's a hair and one's okay. any part. And no, two doesn't have leeches in it either. Three does. Oh. 
I can't remember. Yeah, three is lacewing, flies, leeches, powdered bygone horn, not grass, fluxweed, treaded boom slang skin, and a bit of the person you want to turn into. I was like, it was a bit, not a hair. It is a bit, because they were talking about putting crap Okay, well then we'll focus. Oh, yes, so yes. Okay, but... <laughs> so we will focus on the three that have a bit, and that is lacewing flies, leeches, powdered unicorn horn, not grass fluxweed, shredded boom sign skin, and a bit of the person. Then that's uh, that's number one. Number three, lacewing flies, leeches, powdered by corn horn, not grass, fluxweed, shredded boomslang skin, and again, a bit of the person. Yeah. So the only difference I'm seeing there is the differences, I think, between unicorn and bicorn. So one and three, that's the only difference. Yeah, unicorn so uni- and bicorn. unicorn's quite think, hard to come by. Uni- I would have thought bicorn was more uncommon because they don't mention bicorns like, at all apart from there. Yeah. Because bicorn is basically a unicorn with two horns. Yeah. Okay, so then on the last one, you've got lacewing flies, powdered unicorn horn, not grass, flaxweed, shredded boom, slain skin, and a bit of the person. The only thing the last one is missing is leeches. Oh, I think it's three. So if you're going if you're going with leeches, it's either one or three, and then you've got to narrow it down to whether it's unicorn or bicorn. Uh, oh, I seem to remember when the pouring stuff, I'm sure that they're like, so, go, with, go with the leechy one, the three. Yeah. And the other thing we're about to go to second, it mentions a bezel. I'm pretty sure that was, okay. no, that that was used. Involved, okay, so we're going with three. So just to confirm, yes. lacewing flies, leeches, powdered by corn horn, not grass flux, we treaded boom, flame skin, and a bit of the person. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. Let's go to the top. God. <laughs> I can confirm that question one, Agatha Timms put up half shares of her ill farm. Yay! Well done. Question two, what lake did Rita claim uh, that Elpheus jo- Dodge thought uh, Doge, sorry, thought they <laughs> were like they were thought at the bottom of? I'm afraid it was Lake Windermere. Oh, oh. nuts. Question three, Luna, um, yeah, uh, enemies turn into kumquats. Well done. <gasps> Yay! Question four was uh, the unnatural powers uh, muggle artifact. It was a lawnmower, not a carpet. Oh, it eats the grass. Name, <laughs> name one of the three locations that Arthur Weasley had to deal with a regurgitating toilet. I'm afraid it was Bethnal Green, not oh. Croydon. Uh, what colour pinafore dress um, did Tonks have to... Sp- um, the, sorry, the mannequin was wearing that Tonks had to speak to for access into St Mungo's. It was green. Uh, who let the mountain? Who did Ron? Sorry, blame for letting the mountain troll in on Halloween. It was Peeves. Uh, guinea fowl into a guinea pig. Yes, well done. Question nine. Uh, what was what was Hagrid saying? Was killing his roosters? It was blood sucking bugbear. Well done. And finally, the ingredients of the juice potion. I'll tell you now. You got it right. Well done. Yes. Well done. Oh, so yeah. Seven out of ten. Well done. That's not bad. That's, you know what? For what was considered that. an impossible Harry Potter quiz, how many did you get, listeners? Zero like me. Well done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, so, we will we will wrap up today's podcast there. Um, I'd like to thank you both uh, for, for for joining. Is there anything, any any Harry Potter bits you want to add in before we wrap up? Peeves should have been in the films. Peeves should have been in the films. <laughs> and I do believe that Rick Mayall actually did yep, record yep, something yep, yep, as yep, him. Yep. And it just never made it into the film. Yeah, and my own little bit, can I just add on, was that uh, Beau Baton and uh, Joan Strong was co-ed. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, because, Nic- yeah because Nicholas Formel was from uh, Beau Baton's. <laughs> Teenagers. Yeah, terrible. Um, okay, yeah, there you go. That so we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, join us next week where the subject will be all things Tarantino. 
so yes, uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you again soon, or listen to you again. You won't know. We won't, we won't listen to you. You'll listen to us. Uh, so thank you very much, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.